Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Bennett Adelson, who's the CEO of MacroPoint. And today we're going to talk about the business case for freight visibility. This is a topic that's you know, top of mind for many supply chain, transportation, and logistics executives today. Uh, in today's episode, which is the first of a three-part ep- uh, uh, series, where we aim to educate the market on freight visibility, uh, the business case, you know, how to effectively enable it and, and, and use it, and, you know, lessons learned and insights from those that are currently leveraging freight visibility in their operations. Uh, you know, it's great to have Ben on the program, who's been on the front lines of, you know, enabling freight visibility now for, for many years to share his insights and perspectives on the topic. So, uh, Bennett, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Ben, let, let's start with, you know, talking about supply chain visibility, which is, you know, a hot topic for, for executives, you know, across all industries. You know, every time I talk to supply chain executives, you know, I've been at this now for 18 years. Supply chain visibility always seems to be, you know, one of those topics that, you know, is always rises, you know, to the top. I mean, how do you define supply chain visibility? And, and is it the same or different than, you know, real-time freight visibility? Or, you know, how does, how does freight visibility relate to the broader topic? Sure, absolutely. It, it definitely has been a buzzword recently, and it's always been around really the concept of it, right? Um, supply chain visibility, we look at it as the broader picture of understanding the entire supply chain inside of your own walls, as well as outside of your own walls and through, through, the, through the different channels. So that's ultimately when we look at supply chain visibility is what we're referring to typically with respect to Uh, real-time in transit or real-time freight visibility, that is a component of supply chain visibility when you're talking about the actual freight that's either in transit or in in one one end of the transit, whether it's at the pickup or the delivery point. So it's really a subset of the overall picture. Now, what we've seen is some of those merging together, um, ourselves as a software supplier, as well as a lot of our partners and TMS providers are starting to pull those things together, right? The, the shippers and logistics professionals really want uh, one view of the world, if you will, in terms of supply chain visibility. So that's where you're starting to see in the marketplace a lot of these entities partnering together and pulling their systems together so ultimately the customer, customer can have one complete full supply chain visibility uh, platform. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I certainly see that and hear that from, from a lot of executives, especially the last point you talked about. I mean, there's the other buzz term is, you know, big data and analytics, right? And, and what they're looking to do is really bring all these uh, uh, insights from various aspects of their supply chain into, you know, a common area where they can, you know, uh, analyze it and, and be able to take proactive action on it. And historically, uh, you know, this whole freight visibility area has been kind of a blind spot for, for many companies in diff- different pockets or, or areas. Um, so, so, so let's talk a little bit about that now. I mean, why is real-time, you know, freight visibility, you know, so important for, you know, shippers and, you know, carriers and brokers and, and 3PLs? Yeah, certainly. I mean, that's, that's really a great point is we've always had systems that allow you to get visibility within your own walls, right? You have a TMS or a warehouse management system or an inventory control system that can show you uh, where the visibility is of those, of those commodities. Where the biggest black hole has been traditionally over the years is the in-transit visibility. When a, something leaves my dock, uh, where is that? And that has historically been sort of the hardest problem to solve, if you will, uh, for 
supply chain visibility is that over-the-road visibility. So that's the part that's been uh, getting a lot of attention. That's the part that MacroPoint brought to the marketplace is uh, a better mousetrap, if you will, to solve that particular piece of supply chain visibility. And that's what we see today is, is systems out there that are able to utilizing geolocation technologies, large network technologies, as you said, big data, pulling together a lot of different disparate endpoints to, to provide that one piece. So the read to your question, though, the reason why it's been the, hot, the hottest topic is it's, it's never been solved before. It's always been something that has essentially been accepted as a black hole. And now with today's technology, it is no longer uh, accepted to be a black hole. It is now at a point where providing real-time visibility to your customers is table stakes to be in this industry. Whether that be a shipper providing visibility to their customer as a receiver, whether that be a freight broker providing visibility to the shipper, whatever that may be along the supply chain, it really at this point uh, is table stakes. You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, whenever I talk to particularly transportation executives, you know, they still say, you know, the, the number one question that they get from customer is, you know, where's my shipment, right? right. Or, or even from their internal sales folks or customer service folks. And, and that's been, you would think that, you know, that would be a relatively easy answer, a, you know, question to answer. But, you know, historically, it's been, you had to pick up the phone, right? And, you had to dial around and, and next thing you know, an hour has gone by and you still don't, don't, don't have the answer to that uh, question. But, but as you noted, I think you know, the advancements in technology you know, over the past decade and certainly over the past five years you know, has helped in that front, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the technology, that robust technology in terms of affordable location technology inside the cab, as well as devices around the cab, as well as the cost of network services to bring that together, is now at a point that allows company uh, to aggregate that information and pull it together. So, you know, historically, it was just not effectively uh, possible to provide a solution, and as MacroPoint uh, has developed over the past seven years technology that's very affordable uh, for folks to get the real-time visibility. So that's uh, that's been a real treat over the last uh, seven years. So 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 let's you know bring it down a level now and talk about you know getting that visibility from you know from from the carriers. Um, you know one of the things that that, that I hear a lot about uh, as it relates to that is you know the importance of of network effectiveness. Um, you know what is you know network effectiveness and and how does that impact? you know, the, the cost and value of, of visibility. Absolutely. I mean, network effectiveness is a key point in supply chain visibility because as a supply chain company, again, fever, ship, freight broker, carrier, um, it's a network, right? You ultimately have a number of vendors, whether it's a shipper having hundreds of carriers that they use or a freight broker that may have tens of thousands. Ultimately, it is a collection of third-party carriers that move the freight. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, rubber has to meet the road. And when you want to get visibility to the freight that's on the road, you really need to have a network of those carriers, of those technologies. Because again, it's not just a network of the carriers that are connected to a system such as MacroPoint, but it's also the, the collection of the technologies, right? Because not all the carriers have the same technology. So when we talk about, to your question, network effectiveness, it is the network of the carriers that are part of your supply chain, right? And it's also the network of the various different technologies that those carriers either have in their cab or have a preference to use. 
So by aggregating those together, really when you talk about network effectiveness and you want to get real-time supply chain visibility, you have to look at what is the size of that network that I can bring into visibility and what's the data quality that's coming from that network. So when you put those two together and, and that's where you have to look and see what is the overall uh, effectiveness of, of those two components, quality and, and quantity. Yeah, that's a great point. You, you know, one of the things that I, I think a lot of companies, uh, to your point, to, you know, the earlier point in terms of how relatively difficult this might have been, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago, um, you know, a lot of companies kind of follow the 80-20 rule, right? So they focused on, you know, those 20% of carriers, perhaps that were EDI enabled, that maybe accounted for 80% of their, their transactions. And that was kind of, you know, good enough, if you, if you will, for the, for the visibility. But obviously, they still had a lot of black holes. And I think you fast forward to today, and when you look at that kind of that long tail uh, of carriers, um, it's no longer acceptable to have those black holes because to your point, it's, um, you know, customers are demanding, their customers are demanding, you know, full visibility uh, and, and they have to make smarter decisions faster. Um, so I, I think that relates a lot to kind of this whole network effectiveness concept is that, you know, the 80-20 rules no longer sufficient but good enough, right? All right, especially when you look at, the, again, the cost effectiveness of the network. So when you talk about the 80-20 rule, you got two components you're looking at there. One, as you said, let's take the 80% that maybe is currently connected from a visibility perspective, but it typically is connected via an EDI technology. Then you start looking at the quality of the data that we talked about before in the last question of what is the quality of that EDI data that's currently coming in. Our customers tell us it's very low quality from a latency perspective is obviously one metric of quality. There's other metrics of quality as, as well in terms of precision, but just from a latency perspective and the cost to maintain an EDI system, you have a very uh, high return on investment when you move over to a real-time system such as a macro point technology. So you're, you're dealing with, with the quality issue on the currently existing 80%. On the other 20% that you're talking about, you're talking about a total black hole, right? It wasn't effective to say, I've got maybe 2,000 or 10,000 additional carriers. I'm not going to spend a lot of money to connect one at a time. So it wasn't possible. But now uh, with aggregated systems and real-time visibility such as MacroPoints technology, uh, you're able to do that in a very cost-effective way. So now you're talking about the qu uh, the quantity, I'm sorry, component of it uh, increasing. And ultimately, as you said, Adrian, the customer mandate is 100% visibility. It's not 70% visibility. It's not 80% visibility. So really at this point, the largest receivers and shippers in the world have mandated 100% visibility. And then you start looking at what is the cost to not have the visibility. And we can get into that uh, as we talk about some things. Right, right. Well, I, th I think those are, those are all great points. And certainly with, with EDI, I mean, I've been on the, the bandwagon, uh, you know, that the future of, you know, supply chain and logistics uh, communication and collaboration is not going to be built on the EDI anymore. It is, I mean, is that going to go away anytime soon? I mean, right. it's, I, th I think it's premature to, to call EDI a, a dead technology. I think th there's a lot of sunk investments in that area, but certainly as companies look forward to the future, you know, EDI is not the future platform, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, provide real-time visibility and communication collaboration moving forward. And for, for all the reasons that you brought up. Um, so, so let's, let's talk a little bit now about, um, you know, obviously you work with a lot of companies and a lot of different industries. Um, you know, what are some of the benefits um, that real-time freight visibility, you know, provides to, you know, shippers, carriers, brokers, and, 
And, and to your last point there, I mean, conversely, I mean, what, what is the cost of, of not having it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, the, the value really, again, there's, there's three components we always look at when we work with customers, again, across all industries, is how does it increase your revenue? How does it reduce your cost or create some sort of strategic advantage for you to have real-time visibility? Now, over the past seven years, there has been a wave of strategic advantage in selling and winning RFPs by offering real-time visibility as a service component, right? It's not just deliver the goods on time. It's deliver them and deliver them in a certain window, deliver them at a certain time, provide visibility, provide support. So it's a whole package. So in terms of the of the strategic advantage component, again, it has turned from over the past seven years from a strategic advantage to now table stakes. So we've seen a, a tremendous amount of, of movement on that component. Uh, on the reducing cost side of things, absolutely. Again, you take one segment, let's just take freight brokers for, for, for one particular segment of it, or a shipper that's dealing with uh, a receiver that's demanding visibility. The cost of not having real-time visibility or having poor quality is really customer sat, right? I mean, that. what's the cost of providing your customer with inaccurate or, you know, misleading information about where freight is? It's a lot more expensive than just a penalty for, for one bad shipment, right? Um, when you have, when the receiver starts seeing that you don't have control over the freight from a from a management perspective, meaning you don't know where the freight is, you don't know when it's gonna be on time, you start losing rep- reputation, you start losing customer SAT scores, you start losing uh, those types of things. So the cost of bad information, the cost of misinformation quality, as we talked about, is very expensive compared to maybe just a fine that you might get. So it's a it's an order of magnitude um, higher in terms of cost. So those are a couple of the components that we look at when we work with customers, whether they're again a receiver or shipper or freight broker, what have you. How does it help you win more business? Uh, we go through those types of analysis, and then we talk about the two things that we just talked about in terms of there's a very hard ROI on customer service. And there's also a very hard, uh, you know, um, cost on having some type of strategic advantage. And by the way, if you are currently in the business of providing visibility, but you do it in a manual way, then there's also a very hard, you know, CFO level uh, analysis from, from a hard dollars perspective of getting the manual side out of the business and putting in automated technology at a fraction of the cost of what it's currently doing. We've had studies that have showed uh, if you're doing it manually in terms of providing visibility to your customer, it could be anywhere from eight uh, to $10 per shipment uh, to do that. Uh, again, obviously automated technology is gonna be a fraction of that. So uh, those are some of the things that we look at. Yeah, no, great, great point. Like, like you said, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, you're kind of replacing that person on the, having to make, you know, various phone calls. I mean, that's not cheap at all to have, you know, a lot of labor, you know, answering that very basic question in terms of where's my shipment. And I think to the point we talked about at the beginning, you know, the, the importance of, you know, the customers are demanding that information, that data, right, to be able to do the analysis uh, and be able to, uh, 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 you know, bring in, you know, business intelligence to their operations. Uh, you know, what I hear from a lot of, uh, of shippers, but particularly from 3PLs, because a lot of 3PLs are asking this from the shippers, they're saying, you know what, for our customers, the shippers, um, the, 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 the movement of freight is um, it's just t- table stakes today, is being able to provide the information as well, quality, on time, complete, and so forth, to help them with their analysis that is, you know, could be the difference to your point between us getting the business or maintaining the business and us not. So I think that there's certainly... Uh, 
uh, you know, the value of information today is certainly you can put a lot of uh, dollar figures behind that. Um, I'm kind of curious. I mean, one of the things I hear a lot, um, you know, one of the metrics I hear a lot from shippers is, um, you know, on time in, in full uh, as it relates to, to visibility. Is this something that you're hearing from some of your customers and, and how does freight visibility kind of relate to that? Absolutely. I mean, that's another big uh, metric point that's going on today in the industry. And it's really similar to what we talked about, right? It's on time in full is not just about on time during that day or on time during that window, but it's on time with all of the services that are part of the contract. And in a lot of these RFPs that you start seeing out here, part of the contract specifically says, what is your visibility standard? Um, what are you providing in terms of communication? So those are all part of the scorecard. Those are all part of the on-time visibility. Are you providing updates in an on-time fashion? So those are all part of it. We can go into the, obviously, the multiple metrics that go into on-time in full, but definitely real-time visibility of the freight is, is a component of that. And one of the things that we were talking about, uh, Adrian, is what's the scalability? As a business who wants, and a lot of our customers want to scale, they want to grow their business very quickly, and they have the opportunity to do so because there's a lot of consolidation, there's a lot of big retailers and receivers out there. So if I want to scale my business and I need to meet all these on-time and full requirements at a large scale, uh, what technology am I going to do to make sure that at least that real-time visibility over the road is, is met? And that's one check mark, obviously, of many that these, that these shippers are dealing with. But uh, it's certainly something that uh, we work with our customers on. We take it very seriously. And ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, working with the shippers, we help them win more business and also keep their business, right? There's a lot of other, it's a very competitive business. And a lot of our customers are in competitive commodities uh, sales or competitive uh, products where uh, service and customer sat is something that is very important to being a differentiator. So that's what we work with our customers uh, very seriously on. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, the, 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 the challenge is on. I mean, I think what you've seen over the past, you know, couple of years is, you know, particularly with some large retailers and, and others, right? They've gone from, you know, it must arrive by this date, right? right. To it must arrive within this four hour window. And then more recently it's, it must arrive within this two hour time window, right? So it's, you know, the, the challenge has become, you know, much more significant, right? Which I think is, is part of the reason why this real-time visibility, uh, you know, freight visibility has become even more important because for a lot of these shippers to be able to hit that two-hour, you know, time window, right? It, it's uh, the room for error, the margin for error is, uh, uh, you know, uh, is much smaller than in, in the past. And to your point earlier, you know, yes, it's the financial impact of, of getting a, fi a fine for missing that window, but there's also the customer satisfaction, you know, uh, piece of it that ultimately if you keep failing on that front, you may lose that, that customer, right? Very expensive to lose a customer. Very expensive. So, uh, uh, you know, Bennett, as, as a way to wrap up, you know, I think it's been a great conversation so far and a great, uh, you know, beginning to, to the series here. Um, I mean, what advice or recommendations would you give to, you know, to companies to help them, you know, develop a, a strong business case, you know, for freight visibility? I mean, where, where should they begin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you just first start off and looking at what the opportunities are. Uh, that could be looking at who are your customers? Uh, what are those customers demanding? Take a look at the RFPs that you're getting uh, quarter over quarter. What percentage of those have visibility or customer service scores that are increasing? We see all of them. Our customers 
show us these. Uh, we keep an index actually with respect to what is the index for real-time visibility, the, the demand of it. And we've seen a 300% increase in the uh, demand for real-time visibility as a hard requirement in RFPs. What I mean by that is the RFPs that are coming out now that have a requirement for electronic visibility has increased by 300% over the past three years. So that's something that you'd first look at and say, okay, that's an opportunity for us to meet those RFPs, to win more business, to keep our existing customers, not let someone else take it. So you take a look at that uh, first and foremost. From there, you start looking at what am I doing right now in terms of, of uh, meeting this demand? What is my current cost for doing that? And we actually come in and help customers do that as well. And then you look at, say, hey, is there just a, it, there may just be a very hard ROI uh, return on investment to putting in automated technology because over the past three years, the scale of it has outpaced what uh, the human labor can can support the perspective. So when you look at the opportunistic side of things, you look at the cost side of things, and then you come back and say, okay, what's the core ROI from a hard dollars and cents perspective, which is typically very, very easy bar to get over. And then on top of that, you put in what's the customer satisfaction, a little bit more of the soft metrics, if you will. Uh, and you come up with a business case. And, and I'd say nine times out of 10, you'll come up with a case that says, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And that's what you see the industry adopt. Um, 10 out of the top 10 uh, logistics providers have all implemented uh, real-time visibility. And I think uh, about 80% of the top 100 have implemented this. So it's starting to go uh, very, very quickly in logistics. So that's what you take a look at and uh, we'll go from there. Great, great, great advice. And I, I think those are, that's a great starting point for, for a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of companies to get started on, on this journey if they haven't already. To your point, it seems like a lot of companies already have uh, moved in this direction. Uh, great beginning to the series. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on these topics, but I think you provided some great um, you know, food for thought and advice and insights on this. So, uh, Bennett, thank you very much for uh, getting the conversation started today. Thank you very much. We'll, t we'll see you next week. Great. I, I want to thank, the, you know, those, those of you that joined us. If you're watching this episode uh, today on demand, uh, either at the MacroPoint website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a, a question for uh, Bennett, you can post it there. And I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Uh, again, thank you all and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.